Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Nyler 9 podcast. It is a festival special on this week's show. We're going to be talking about All Together Now and my experience, your experience, our readers' experience, our supporters' experiences at the festival in Waterford. All Together Now's fourth year uh, in Waterford, Curramore and Waterford. Uh, a lot was happening over the weekend and a lot of things um, went down and a lot, a lot of things were infected by weather and whatnot. On the Good Ship Nile Nine this week, of course, as every other week, is uh, Andrea Cleary. Uh, thankfully, uh, untouched by weather. Andrea, how are you? Ahoy, hoy. I'm very well. I with that one, but anyway. I, I <laughs> loved it. Um, I'm good, yeah. Uh, we're going to be hearing about a lot of experiences of all together now. Mine is not going to be one of them. I did not go to that festival, so I'm much like Let's the last start. time we did this. Um, what did you do for the weekend? What did I do for the weekend? I went over to a uh, friend of the show, Carlo, uh, to his house, him and his lovely wife, uh, to meet their new cat. And they made us homemade pizza and we brought a cake and we met the cat, uh, whose name is Arthur, and he's fabulous. And... I did PhD work for the rest of the weekend, but awesome. I had the the nice cozy experience. What what morning was it? I think it Saturday. was Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning. Woke up from the sound of the rain. It was it was that heavy, and I was like, "Yeah, ooh, I'm happy to be in bed." I I threw out mm. some sympathy into the universe and some good wishes and well wishes to everybody that was down in yeah. Waterford. But I was like, "I'm happy to be in my bed right now." And that continued over the weekend when I was tap tapping, working away. Rain against my window. I was like, "This is nice." Not even Lancome is worth this, and I love Lancome, but mm. no. But I'm excited to yeah. hear about it because um, I've seen some yeah. of the responses we've got from people. Very mixed overall seems nice. Yeah. So excited to learn. 
Okay, well, I guess I'll start with my own experiences because that yes. seems the best place to start. Uh, so altogether now, it was, it was the fourth year of the festival in Curramore and Waterford. Uh, there was some... Uh, I mean, we've had a terrible month of, of weather in the last while, so I don't think anyone was expecting anything crappy. Wettest July in recorded history. Yeah, so I don't... Like, we weren't expecting uh, sun splitting the, the festival site, anything like that, really, but... Uh, People were bracing themselves for sure, uh, and it turns out what they got was <laughs> pretty much all seasons. Uh, it was an all seasons pitch, all seasons festival. Sunny some days, it was raining horizontally. Other days, uh, it was windy. <laughs> one morning, mm. one particular morning. So yeah, we had a bit of everything. There was a Tell lot. Tell me of about the footwear, Niall. What did you? The witch. The footwear. What did you bring with you? Oh, listen, uh, for my first time probably ever, I got a pair of hiking boots. Excellent. I was so glad I had them. <laughs> they were really comfortable. I spent 40 quid on them. Not much like. Didn't have to break them in. And they didn't kept me feet. warm and dry. Well, I wore them a week before a little bit, but not oh, much. Clever, but, uh, man. Yeah, I was delighted. <laughs> delighted with myself. And did you see many going around difficult. in their Converse or in the uh, wet? Like? I saw a few in uh, pair, like white pairs of runners and stuff and yeah. converse and i was like what are you doing yeah what are you doing i mean i just can't wear wellies anymore and that's like i, I have i've avoided wellies so i was like i need i need something else so mm-hmm. yeah this year's altogether now was a really good uh place to break in a pair of hiking boots because <laughs> i'm so just happy ridiculous. to hear that <laughs> yeah i mean it started raining on the friday evening um lumo club was on at the belonging bandstand and uh the weather started to turn around that time making it the third year in a row uh, we've been rained on in a row. Always bringing and, the rain. Uh, so difficult to keep people there when it's r- outdoors and it's raining. And it's a big area that belonging bandstand. So it was a tough one. It was a tough one. Okay, so I started the day. I actually went down to the restaurant to start it off on yes. the day. Um, Tell me about The this. Crudo restaurant from Sandy Mount uh, was doing like a pop-up tent. So mostly Italian food, stuff like that. So it was kind of a nice different way of starting a festival. Uh yeah, it was the weather, the food was fine. Um, uh, nice company, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there was plenty happening. I think the the rain really hit. Like we were finished, we were gone from half nine till eleven. We were clashing with Jesse Ware and Lancome. There was so much on that night. Um, but a lot of it, you know, it soon became obvious. Uh, when eleven o'clock hit, that there was a lot of people who were going to be in a tent. Mm. So I guess. The thing about that is there's actually not that many tents this year. So that was going to be my next question. Festival, so out of out of you, um, out of Lumo, Jesse Ware and Lancome, were any of you in a tent? Uh, we were not in a tent. Jesse Ware was on a main stage. Lancome uh, in the big tent. OK, there is. And one of the other tents from last year was turned into the Lovely Days Guinness stage, and that's an outdoor stage now. Mm. So that was another one. Uh, we were on an outdoor stage, the well, indoors, mostly outdoors, actually, funny enough. So some are covered in the woods and stuff like that, so a bit more uh, forgiving. But certainly it's a, it's a, it's a gamble that has paid off for the festival before in when, it, when the weather's been really lovely to have a mostly outdoors festival. But when it's raining like it was on Friday night, it was very, very difficult. So, you know, um, I think I went to see Overmono uh, on Friday night and it was one of those jam-packed tents where everyone was trying to get in out of the rain. I think uh, Loyal Carner probably suffered a little bit because uh, quite a lot of people were were sheltering away from the main stage. And uh, Overmono were brilliant. Um, 
actually watched it from the side stage thought it was because we were able to get up there uh on a rare occasion so i was like okay let's do this and because uh, the tent was so packed but really really great set really brilliant they brought out uh, dave bell from photos i love of course anytime they've been in ireland lately they've done that um so there was a lot i missed really because of you know the rain and things like that we stuck around for uh todd turge uh afterwards in that tent and uh that suffered a little bit as well. It was it was really it was nice. It was start, kind of people just got back out again and, and went off. So I think I ended up in the woods that night. And uh, so I really didn't see a lot of music on the first night because the nature of you playing yeah. something, even if it's an hour and a half, whatever it is, you'll always end up missing loads. And then you're kind of catching up a bit. So Annie Mac and people like that were playing, missed all that. Um, so, yeah, I think it was the <laughs> Saturday morning was a. Uh, Possibly the most eventful uh, sleep I've ever had at a festival okay. in a in a tent. Um, you know, usually I'm I'm pretty good at putting up a tent, and I know my tent is is uh, is pretty reliable. I've never camped with you, Nile, way- but I would trust you to put up a tent. You have that vibe. Yeah, yeah. I'd say what I was missing uh, for this uh, on this occasion was a couple of pegs, and that was ended up being pretty crucial. I woke up <laughs> at, at probably like half seven in the morning, and the top sheet of my tent was completely blown off and, and hanging on by a thread on one side. Um, all the pegs were up off the ground and, and they were just lying around the place because the wind was that um, ferocious that that's what was happening. Um, yeah, so I've never had, an, had a problem with a tent before and I had to keep, I had a couple of hours basically where I was trying to go to sleep and being woken up by the way. It, it was like somebody was pushing your tent and while they were walking by, it was that level of like, Okay. This is kind of mad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. insane in that way. And you were like, I've never experienced that before where it was so hardcore in terms of wind. Hardcore. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to just get to sleep. I had earplugs and all that stuff. Um, but it was just, you know, in the back of your mind, you're just worried that you're going to blow, your tent's going to blow away. And that's quite difficult to relax then. And it happened again. The whole, Everything, I pegged everything down again. And uh, it all blew off. Even like some of the, on the inside, you know, you have like, you can tie yeah. uh, the poles to the, the tent, top tent uh, sheet to the poles. It was still going. So um, I had to really tie those like in a way I couldn't even get them off. And, and that was fine. But yeah, just I'd never had that experience before at a festival um, where it wasn't the people around you waking you up. It was uh, the wind. And I, I got out and I could see people saw michael fry in the distance doing the same to his tent there were people just around <laughs> um trying to fix their tents and at like 8 a.m or 10 a.m mm. and like i just stayed in bed i had for, a similar experience altogether tent. now last year except i seemed to be one of the few that was having it happen to me i was just in this like wind tunnel where i was camped and it was the same thing i'd woken up really early like four or five yeah because i'd gone to bed early um barely slept because of the sound of the wind and feeling like the tent was going to take off and just take me with it and then when I woke up the next morning like loads of the pegs were up out of the ground some of the pegs were missing and I was like has someone stolen pegs from me um and yeah it was a similar thing of like I'm not going to sleep because I, I just need to go find some heavy things to put in this tent so I end up like going over to my friend's tent asking her can I have like all of her cans 
so that I could just like place yeah. them around like in the four corners of the tent <laughs> so that it would like anchor me down so I could sleep. Horrendous. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I mean, last year we didn't have winds anything like what you guys had this year. So I can imagine it was. Yeah, it was a lot. Uplifting. And I heard that independence was the same. So yeah. The staging blew down. Um, also the signs blew down mm. stuff like that. Um, and when when I walked when I got up the next day and walked around the site, you could see. First of all, there was a lot of mud. There was a lot of mud. It was already there the night before, but it was really, uh, it had been coagulated by then. Yeah, and, the, the uh, cold light of day, that first walk over to the toilets, you don't need mud. Yeah. <sighs> so that's yeah. What you need. That was bad. That was a bad one. Um. So yeah, I think it just, there was two things about this festival, I think. The mud was was unfortunately one of the main themes and takeaways of the festival because uh, every, it was everywhere. Mm. And in fairness, and a lot of people have said this already, there didn't seem to be a lot of mulch or uh, wood chip down or whatever you call it um, to counteract that, especially in the really busy areas between the campsites and the main stages. And then the lovely day stage, for example, was kind of sloped downhill. I went there uh, for us to see a bit of Cool Sister and it was just like wet muck. Mm. It was like, I felt like, you know, there's videos of Glastonbury you're like this could get bad like from the past the again. <laughs> yeah 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 it's like we did, I thought we didn't do this anymore yeah I thought we were like past this yeah but no it, it and also did. for it was, accessibility it was, and things like that it's not um it's not good yeah and those points are raised as well by a lot of people mm. I heard some stories about uh people falling over in the mud um a couple of broken ankles were mentioned oh, at gosh. some points um whether you know people with uh, accessibility issues or or who need uh, clean access, uh, clear access in order to move around the site, found it quite difficult. So much mud. I think the only thing is, and, and like, yeah, I don't think there was enough uh, straw or or wood put down to, to stop that uh, to counteract that. But it does kind of affect your festival experience when you're like, I want to go and hang around and go to different things, and when you have, like a good amount of stages like they do mm. here at this festival it's hard then to like you kind of miss out on things i so saturday was uh i i saw loads of stuff on saturday i saw loads i saw really good time they were good um i saw lisa o'neill on the main stage she uh, she kicked off what i saw a lot of and I've heard, well that was the main one i heard uh lisa o'neill doing uh black boys on mopeds from Sinead O'Connor uh, later on that day Villagers uh, also covered uh, Nothing Compares to You and I think Saint Sister as well on the Sunday did Mandinka as well there was also a, a Sinead O'Connor tribute which we'll get to in a bit um, so Saturday really I think the main things for me I saw a bit of Claire Beck on the Born Social stage and that was great crack um, really good fun uh Disco DJ set from her, as ever. She did the same last year. Really, really good. Uh, I went to see Black Country New Road. <laughs> oh, now tell me that band are so weird and interesting yes. to me. But like after, I was like, I need to see these bands because last time I saw them was January twenty twenty, and it was when they had the singer. Now they don't. There was a lot of fiddling around with the sound uh, beforehand, and then they started playing, and I just felt like I was what we were all saying. Like, I felt like I'm watching a band doing a rehearsal, mm. uh, but a, a school band. Like, it kind of was just really like people were taking different songs and singing, and it just all felt a bit like I'm not sure if it's for me now. Okay. 
anymore. So they were still I've performing tried the, live the songs album. that tried... had the vocals, but they were just taking the vocals, but not necessarily. Well, I don't vocalists. know. I think they're all new ones. So they have this uh, Live at Bush Hall album from earlier this year. And I think all those songs on it are brand new, but they're right. live versions. So that's what they're performing mostly at gigs. Uh, okay. So live versions of live songs. Um, that's There's no recorded versions other than the live versions. Um, okay. I just, yeah, I found it quite like hard going and like some of it was interesting then some of it was just like i don't know it's like some indie band from the early 2000s suddenly uh reignited and uh reanimated on stage or something like that so okay. i think the big things for me on on saturday were uh sugar babes was uh really fun but while it was really fun and everyone was singing along it did speak to one of the problems that was was noticed at the main stage especially um, the lack of clarity and uh, of the sound of the main stage, the arena, um, a lot of people. I'll get to some of the comments later on about what people have said. I put a shout out basically in on Instagram in a poll, Instagram questions and uh, on podcasts at nylernine.com. So thank you for everyone for contacting us and also the Discord as well. So and Twitter. So. Basically, I have too many um, uh, replies from people to get through, but I can share some top line stuff with you. But for me, my personal highlights uh, on Saturday with the Sugar Babes, because it was just so much fun. I think a lot of people uh, felt the same way. It was, and even people who weren't expecting it were like, wow, we didn't expect that to be that much fun. Uh, Caribou later that night. I mean, it's my third time seeing Caribou in the last two years, and it still uh, holds up. It's a brilliant live show, and that was a main stage show as well this time jamie xx was on the main stage later on that night and he was doing something really interesting which i wasn't aware of before this um he had these like dancers who were kind of going through the crowd and um they had a camera on them the whole time so at first it looked like there was just a camera going through the crowd but it was very obvious after you were paying attention to what they were doing that like these people were hired to dance through the crowd and stuff so it was just a it was kind of a cool thing because it was like totally unique to the festival there was an engagement between like a main stage dj set and what the crowd was doing and and you could see people moving through the crowd and all that kind of stuff so that sounds i really like enjoyed that for a live dvd sort of chemical brothers in japan was it yeah sort of yeah 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 maybe, that kind of vibe, we'll, see, right, yeah. we'll see a few faces pop up in some kind of like live yeah show thing that he puts well on. i think it's the same dancers that did their the jamie xx video from a while ago there's a belfast based artist i think who's involved in the, one of the videos for one of his recent songs and uh, i think the same people are involved in this hmm. so that was really good uh, i saw a bit of fight like apes again as well really fun i went to billy bragg because my my pal is a big billy bragg fan not totally for me but i appreciated it all the same uh brick nasty ended up seeing them again great live band one of the best irish live bands at the moment uh, and i saw uh, a lot of daphne set so dan snate uh, from Caribou also playing uh, as Daphne in the big tent on the Saturday night till 3 a.m. So that was kind of the big, big ending. So loads of other stuff I missed. I think as a festival as a whole, there's a couple of things this year that I personally missed out on. So say last year and the year before they had the Arcadia. So there's a lovely thoroughfare um, that takes you from the house right up to the top of the hill where you turn into the main stage. Mm. At the top of that hill this year, there was very little there other than the inflatable church where previously the Arcadia area was there and it was lighting up the sky and it, it was kind of the anchor of the festival. Mm. That was moved into near a campsite. 
So it means that I never got there. A lot of people, I'm sure, who didn't like pass by it. Um, you had to really go and find it. Um, and I thought that was a bit of a pity because it really left that area lacking in something uh, at the top uh, because of the weather. Then that didn't obviously help. There was a lot of mud and stuff there, so was that the it became this the, kind of no man's land between stages. Was that the really small area, like tucked in right beside the house, and you kind of go? No, no. Uh, okay, no, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. No, it was the top of the top of the hill, and like with the fire breathing and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah so where the DJs were playing mostly from the Arcadia Bug, um. And there was a couple of other things like that, like the ping pong disco from last year, which was a load of fun near the main stage was moved out to the campsite, along with Elu Negra, which is a new part that happened at the festival this year, uh, a Galway festival that was kind of a festival within a festival. While I understand like moving things out to the campsite makes sense in terms of uh, reducing bottlenecks, it does mean that passing those areas becomes less um, frequent for a lot of people and therefore probably you get less footfall overall, all those kind of things. Yeah, I think the uh, those things, like there was a lovely vibe at the neighborhood wine bar, funny enough, like, and then that was down towards the All Curious Minds where a lot of the talks were happening and stuff like that. So that was, uh, there was lots of stuff happening down there that uh, can't, how do you pronounce it? Shanakika or Shanakika, how do you say that word? Don't know. I I actually knew how to say it last week. I think my brain is broken now <laughs> since. But that brand of uh kind of um, its stories, uh people can get up and tell stories, and uh, that was down by that area as well. Uh, but I think like I le- I ended up leaving on the Sunday afternoon because I had a lift home and I was not reliant. I didn't have my own car this time, and that was fine. I was happy with that. It meant I missed a lot. I missed a lot of stuff. Um, like uh, I missed Iggy Pop I mixed James Murphy's DJ set which I heard loads of great things about uh, Big Pig, yeah things like that uh, Laboom were on later Kelly Leones, I missed that as well so the reason I left I think I was just happy with what I had the two days uh, two long nights as well not as young as I used to be <laughs> and I was like well that's fine uh, I think yeah my experience of it well, I, I think it's a great festival, I really like it it's the best of the big festivals, mm. but I think there were some things missing uh, this year in terms of the organizational stuff around the festival. We had quite a hard time. I think the mud was the main thing. There's no reason why you can't stock up on straw and yeah. wood chips throughout the year and make it easier for people. Um, you know, and then moving things around is something that festivals do all the time. I, I get it. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I think for a lot of people, some of those uh, moving things, like our moving Arcadia to the campsite, um, it really removed a real buzz of the main thoroughfare of the festival. And I think that was missed for me personally, but maybe other people who spent most of the time in the campsite were like, great, there's a, a, a dance area near us now all the time. It's an Irish festival. Weather is always going to be an issue. You have to have contingency plans for it. And it didn't seem like there was a lot. I think when we were going out on Sunday, um, the, uh, I saw a couple of cars stuck in mud and uh, there was somebody going around helping uh, people, but they didn't have a tow bar, for example. And so you're like, okay, like my pal uh, ended up pulling someone out of the mud uh, because he had a, something that could could operate as a tow bar even though it wasn't like so you know it's those kind of things and then on the way out there was the security uh who were hadn't a clue how to let us even out of the festival Mm. they were sending us around back to the car park so a whole lot of people were just like driving out what they thought was an exit 
and being sent the same way and they were finding themselves right back in the oh, no. uh, muddy swamped festival um so yeah. i don't think that was great but look I mean, I think most people had a good time. I always have a good time. What about the festivals. traffic going in altogether now? Is kind of no issues at all. That. Didn't okay. encounter anything. Great. I think there was they like finally sorted that we thing. left Friday at twelve o'clock. Well, that's. I mean, it was sorted last year as well, as far as I was concerned. Did you hear anything about last year? No, we we got stuck a bit last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had no issues. I was. We were left early. I think we were like what time were we down there? About four o'clock mm. on the Friday. So. Um, no issues at all whatsoever. Easy to get in for me, I found. Great. Uh, on that side, uh, very much. But I was going in through the accreditation area. So, wow. you know, our campsite was kind of over, was where the car was. So that's handy enough. Mm. But, you know, it's not like that for everyone. Um, so we had uh, uh, a lot of feedback from um, people about who were there. I will read out some comments maybe from uh, the emails first that we got. Um uh, Kieran says, hi, Niall, despite the weather on Friday and mud all weekend, it was a great festival again, and we just got on with it with wellies abound. Uh, boutique camping does help too, and it was well organized and no queue for the men's showers. Very friendly atmosphere, no aggro, and car parks was for very near, and no trekking up the hill with our gear. Saw lots, but missed lots. Highlights, caribou, um, sugar babes, beak, Barry Can't Swim, Blankham, uh, Iggy, Donald Deneen, uh, Kellyanne Byrne. Uh, non impressed that Max Richter shut down music in the bars in the middle of Kellyanne's brilliant set in the sunshine. So uh, Max Richter was playing with the RT Orchestra, and I think there was a, a it must have been agreement that nearby stages had to stop because it was the kind of music it was. Okay. Um. So that's uh, she apparently had another half an hour to play, so they were good with that. Uh. Yeah, I heard a lot about the Lancome set on the Friday night. Um. Funny enough, like, I think there was a lot of people who said. Um, they couldn't hear it. Uh, okay. but also, it's it's come up as one of the highlights. I got nearly I got 199 uh, responses on Instagram to your my highlights and lowlights. What were your highlights and lowlights? And Lancome popped up a lot in terms of lowlights for people who couldn't hear, and then highlights for people who did hear. So it's hard to know. I definitely think it. Uh, you know, the main stage was a big issue this year for in terms of people talked about one of those things where at the Sugar Babes, for example, and... it was. Yeah, but I think it was like there was no um, cover on either side. In the middle is fine, and in the middle of the front before the sound desk, always fine. But anywhere back where it's really busy, like Sugar Babes or Caribou, for example, then it's hard to find a place where you can actually really hear what you want to hear. And I think a lot of people have mentioned that as well. So let's have a look Um what else we said. Oh, this is a... Uh, what we took from it, nice festival that it's figuring itself out, has the charm of some of uh, Electric Picnic before massive commercialization. Although weather is totally out of their control, walkway management and general flow of the festival didn't seem great. Walking around was annoying on the Saturday, and if it wasn't for the sun on Sunday to dry things up, it was very sunny on Sunday. So that was some saving grace. I should have to think that the car parks in X is what, what they would have been like. I think there would have been some hairy moments of cars getting out. There was some, actually. From talking to people, Ping Pong Disco was an area I was looking to forward to, but was moved and I barely saw it. I had to go actively looking for it. Some areas like that thrive on general footfall and traffic being guided by naturally. Arcadia was great, but again, I couldn't find it on Friday night. Uh, and my friends brought me there on Saturday. Robert Hood was brilliant. Sound bleed was terrible. Lancome had awful bleed that tainted the otherwise amazing set. Uh, Sugar Babes, I couldn't hear a thing near the back. Actually thought it was a warm-up band for about 15 minutes until I looked. Oh, Having only one major tent is short-sighted at an Irish festival as well. You're playing roulette with the weather. 
would have been nice to have some acts that were on the Guinness lovely stage uh, in a tent instead. I thought the booking on that stage was was brilliant, but someone like Barry Can't Swim would have been amazing in a tent. His set was kind of lost outdoors with the sound and the rain. Uh, Scratch, Overmano, Caribou, Jamie XX, Lancome, all worth the ticket. Uh, totally not a comment on the festival, but Sniffer Docks walking through the campsite was a bit scaldy by the Waterford Gardie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great Daddies. crowd, liked the vibe from everyone, and didn't see or hear one bit of trouble or aggro. The mini bars was great. Were also great. The Rockshore Bar and the Schweppes Bar were really fun. The Last City Cocktail Bar was cool. All in all, we'll be happy to return next year. Um, another email said went down on Saturday for three p.m. with two kids as didn't fancy the Friday night weather. Uh, good call. No traffic jams, but were sent uh, around the houses to get into the car park. Went past same entrance an hour later. That sounds familiar. What I was just saying. Mm. Sent to the main car park despite staying at boutique campsite. Had to traipse through car parks. Main campsite to get to our pod uh, with all the gear. Mud fest took an hour. Uh, mud still ankle deep at 3 p.m. Sunday for some areas. Stage standing areas dangerous, especially the Guinness stage. Bins overflowing from Saturday. Um, the small drinks bandstands were hopping. Highlight for me, Mango and TBL8. Uh, brass in particular were great. Nine-year-old wanted to see Iggy Pop, so delighted to get up the front for a great show. Was it muddy? 100%. Did it make traversing the many slopes of ATN a nightmare? For sure. Was it as bad as those not there making out to be? Not at all. Could ATN have done more to make walkways more accessible? A lot. Really poor site management. Oh, sorry. That was actually Niall Swan on Twitter who shared a thread um, of his experiences and thoughts uh, on Twitter as well as at ATN Festival. I have a question, Niall. Um, Yes. Tell me of the plastic situation. You know, I'm always interested. Yeah, are you talking about the bins? Um, Just bins, uh, cups, reusable cups, cutlery, all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. reusable cups. Um, really good uh, cleanup crew okay. everywhere in the festival so that everything was clean and bright and, and no uh, big uh, piles of rubbish on the ground. Um, but disposable but plastic cups for drinks and all that. No disposable plastic cups and no uh, oh. designated recycling or anything like that. There was big bins, but there wasn't any um, separated bins at all that I saw anywhere. So, okay. uh, yeah. So get it together, festival. Yeah, not one of one of your one of your favorites anyway. In terms of like. Uh, things in terms of festival and sustainability was something that just makes you know, a lot it, of festivals had to be aware makes of the whole festival feel better when you have like a, when when you when you're just able to be like oh the, i'm scaldy yes but i'm not being scaldy <laughs> to the earth the earth yeah. is not i think they being in, damaged in fairness i think I did see all the cups on site were supposedly compostable, if that helps, but it's something. Um, it's it's not something. All plastic, it's not plastic. ideal, but it's something, yeah. 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 Uh, Niall also says, the new Guinness branded lovely stage is beautiful, but is bizarrely situated on a steep slope, which is fine for what was previously a tented stage, but changed to an outdoor venue seemingly without any contingency plans was rain was startlingly short-sighted. Um Gaps. Uh, no festival should have its main stage lying empty until late afternoon. This was evident right across the weekend at ATM. But the worst example was some kind, some kind of uh, wonderful, uh, something kind of wonderful stage not open until six p.m. on a Sunday. Either book more bands or have less stages. Um, uh, 
let's see. Uh, sound, many sound complaints about uh, issues over the weekend included Sorkerition, uh, Black Country New Road, and especially Lancome. Tommy Turner's brunch on Saturday was barely audible to anyone. But in fairness, now I will say it's still the best country. Uh, uh, still the country's best festival for me, and I sincere, sincerely hope they can repeat what they did between 2019 and 2022. Take on all the feedback, and it'll get over the next couple of weeks. I'm sure some of it is implemented for 2024. So uh, he's still willing to go. A lot of these people are like, you know, I mean, gripes are one thing. And I think and this is fair because like there's a kind of a balance here because I'm seeing people who had a lot of issues, but people who are happy to go back again. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. There's no festival that's uh, perfect. Like, no, no and, festival and is perfect. This festival yeah, is only four but, years I mean, old. So I hope it doesn't seem like we're yeah. being mean or anything, but like it's, it's No, feedback. but I think it's just, you know, I think it's, it's, it's almost like, it's just, I think it's just because people care yeah, as yeah. well. That's why like they love this festival and that's why it means so much and that's why we're talking about it here because um, some comments from the Discord as well. ATN has nailed the vibe. It's so relaxed and chilled out. Thanks in no small part to the crowd and its demographic and has managed to just about get the size of the festival right. I really enjoyed the whole weekend. There's still tweaks to be made. The sound on the biggest two stages was hit and miss and it could have done more to make parts of the site less muddy like bumping straw, wood chipping or whatever you're having down especially at the second stage. There are obvious, obvious accessibility issues. There was a car stuck in the car park mud uh, on some Monday night, on Sunday night, with not much help to be had. It'll be interesting to see where they go next. Uh, do they cut back on some of the bigger international names? What did everyone think? So, uh, yeah. Um, another comment here uh, on, from the Discord. I was very pretty disappointed with stated toilets. Very little maintenance with them, and they were constantly in a state in our campsite. Also, the mud situation was treacherous. They really should have proper paths, wood down. Also found signage very poor. And the sound wasn't great in a couple of acts as well, in particular. Uh, in saying that, I strongly consider going next year, depending on the acts announced. Really nice vibe. Came across so many sounders over the weekend and didn't see any hassle. Myself and my friend had trouble setting up our tent. And two couples next to us helped us uh, get it up. Oh, so lovely. Uh, so. I love to hear stories like that. <laughs> I do. Woke up and saw our tent got egg last night. Okay, never mind. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, it was the height of scallywag behavior I came across. Egg? <laughs> I feel like if you throw an egg at a tent, it would just like bounce off the tent. Like, yeah, you there's think. There's no purchase well, uh, there with a tent. That's gas. A, a, a wayward egg. A wayward <laughs> egg. Uh, yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, uh, another comment from Discord. Uh, the cat is sitting on my uh, keyboard here. So I, uh, he's Very currently uh, locked the keyboard. Uh, hello, hello, hello. He always comes in around this time of the day. Say hello. Uh, it was hardly unexpected in the muck uh, after such bad weather in July. Agreed that the sound was a bit off for some of the acts, Lankham in particular. Uh, but that's sometimes just what it's like at a festival. There's a lot of queuing for food, uh, and they ran out of Guinness on the Sunday, apparently. <gasps> Do you know what? Guinness had a really, like, Guinness was absolutely everywhere. And I have to say, uh, not 
not sponsored content, but doing this because it was really nice. The Guinness was so lovely and there was oh, loads of zero good. zero everywhere. Uh, Cream it's White's Guinness, whoever, good, whoever was in charge of that. Good outdoor Guinness, a, you know. At a festival. Yeah. yeah it was, yeah. Uh, it was good stout. I think it was really good. Uh, by contrast, here's a different kind of uh, uh, comment that we got. Uh, my first time, and I did not realize it was that big of a festival. Mm. Kind of threw me. Found it hard to get my bearings. There's a lot of stages relative to the amount of programming that's actually on. And the crowd areas for the different stages fe- mostly felt shapeless and vast. Not sure how to describe it. Felt like I did a lot of walking. Having so much of the site on a slope makes it pretty dicey if it rains early in the weekend. Uh, really enjoyed the scratch and over mono. Ended up leaving Sunday morning. Pretty done with it all. Uh, further on... Uh, on ATN, it feels like it's between two stools. A bigger festival like EP has better organization, very smooth car park organization, a minister for muck who will organize the straw, close off areas, etc. because of its scale and experience. Pod didn't really have to worry about car parks with their urban festivals like Ruben Fruit or Metropolis and usually if Aiken put big concerts on, they're in stadiums with existing facilities and routes. People's goodwill can be tested as we saw with the ATN traffic mess the first couple of years so they could do with getting a more Organized for issues they fall short on. Um, had a brilliant weekend at ATN after going to Beyond the Pale. It did really feel like a big festival. I hope they don't increase it anymore. It was definitely uh, enough borderline too big. I love all the big, oh, er- li- I love all the little areas they have around the site. Really lovely spots to wander around. Completely agree that moving Arcadia was a bad call. We barely made it there, so the journey was treacherous, and it has been a highlight in previous years. The sound of the main stage was really hit or miss, and there may have seemed to be some delay on the screens that made it look like everyone was lip-syncing. Uh, maybe the Sugar Bear was wearing fairness. I don't think they were. Uh, the lineup was was class overall, and enjoyed that Sunday was a little bit less stacked. It means more time to relax and enjoy. Sorry, what, what was the capacity? I think it was 28,000, I think. Oh, that's really what I heard. Yeah, uh, big enough. But I think there was like there is plenty of room on the site, um, and I think maybe that explains why they're moving things around as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, the bottlenecks and stuff. But I didn't encounter a lot of bottlenecks, and I think it's a festival that doesn't book massive, massive main stage acts, and therefore there isn't this huge like uh, thunderous uh, mag- magnetic pull to the main stage. You know. Uh, yeah, uh, another comment from Discord from someone who brought their two kids there uh, who actually left early because it just uh, wasn't uh, suitable because of the mud. Uh, we were out early this year, went to the first two ATNs pre-kids and I thought it was kid-friendly enough, but with muds, crowds and excessive noise from concession tents. We think it's not really saying to call it family-friendly anymore. A good festival for the more robust crowd. I like their lineup. I think the ground plan was better in the past and someone needs to design the soundscape a bit more. Too many um, hundred decibel sounds in too many competing areas. Right, and here's some general comments from uh, the 199 replies on my Insta post. Um, some highlights in terms of bands, Sugar Babes, uh, Iggy, Pop, Ezra Collective, Caribou, Lisa O'Neill, Lancome, Shane O'Connor tributes from St. Sister, Villagers, Sing Along, Jesse Ware, Lord, Somebody said Lord's set was an almost a religious experience. I heard uh, her set was awful. I heard she was Yeah, I heard terrible. that too. So you just never know. You just don't know. Don't uh, yeah, Jamie XX, uh, Laboom, Mango, Scratch, uh, New Jackson playing Panksty, Kelly Leons, uh, James Murphy's DJ set, uh, Kojak, who did a special 
guest set on uh, Sunday afternoon, which is the only real thing I saw. Uh, the high qual- Here's some specific comments. The high quality of dance, pop and trad. I'm convinced we're in a we're in Folk Revival 2.0, says Aina. Car- parking and entrance was good, but complaints from families about the long walk between family camping and the park and the car park. Uh, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> crowd bad, got a back. lot of mentions. <laughs> crowd got a lot of mentions for friendliness as well. Uh, I love the attention to detail in Arcadia. Fire dragon, lasers, pole dancing, robots, great DJs. Uh, and then some low lights, lack of bins, mud 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 sound issues across the weekend especially the main arena no sound at either main side of the main stage quite muffled same with some kind of wonderful uh for lancome in particular uh overflowing toilets was mentioned empty hand sanitizers i didn't see a single hand sanitizer that was uh usable or mm. didn't tried many but didn't get any out of it lack of water stations was mentioned a lot on instagram as well mm. someone's a lot of people said that especially as they were encouraging to bring you know, reusable bottles, there wasn't, there's never enough water points, there's never, there's never enough toilets either, there's never enough toilets. Mm. Somebody said, and I feel sorry for this person, because I could have been that person, looking, low lights, looking at shuttle times after my tent got destroyed at 6am on a Saturday morning. I know, I know, I know the looking at shuttle times thing from last year, and they're very, very confusing. What you need to do is just walk out to the exit and talk to the nice men and get a taxi into Waterford. (laughs) That's that's what you have to do. And that's what I did last year, and yeah. I shared a taxi with a really really nice girl, um, and the two of us just spent the whole time just being like, "We're too old for this. We're too old for this." Yeah, Both yeah. like thirty. You you're know? really not though. You're, you're no, not, definitely not. not. But it was. I felt it. I felt it in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, a couple of. Oh, stop hitting the thing, will you? <laughs> oh, look at this. Lad. It was International Cat Day yesterday, so he's looking for. Hello, Vivi. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been nonstop looking for attention this <laughs> Which week. Which one is this? This is Bua. Bua, hello. What do you want? His eyes are better now. He's had sore eyes for the last oh, three weeks. No. I don't know what he's looking at. I don't know what he wants. He's just enjoying he's just looking at stuff with his new eyes. Pissing me off. <laughs> Sticking his bum in my face. But exactly in your face. Who are you looking at? You know. That's me. Hi. <laughs> hello. Uh, okay. This Ooh. is. Now this is podcast. <laughs> this is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's our preview clip for this week. Yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something else that was echoed a number of times uh, in on Instagram, particularly, was uh, a lack of artwork around the place, lack of art pieces, oh. uh, and places to sit and chill. Um, and every festival says, needs more places to sit down and chill. Like when you've just come from the main stage, you're not quite ready to go back to the campsite. Especially yet. when there's mud. Especially yeah, you just need mud. you just need yeah. to sit for God's sake, you know. Just need to like build like areas that sit there the entire year where you can kind yeah. of you know always have them. Just and then wood, it's, wooden chairs and yeah. tables, <laughs> like they're pretty sturdy. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently the cobblestone session uh, will shut down on, on um, Sunday night due to overcrowding at the Sinead O'Connor tribute out of a number of messages about that. Wow. Because uh, basically they projected onto the house uh, on Sunday night and uh, with the area down there being hosting a trad session from the cobblestone, the Len Collective got pulled off and then they went back on afterwards without the PA and all this kind of stuff. That's so a shame. I think there was uh, a bit of anger there about being... Uh, Turned off, which is yeah. you know understandable. Um, and again, down to 
bad planning and, and poor management in, in, in that way. But look, most of the comments here overwhelmingly positive. Um, despite I think it's a testament to the Irish people that, that they, even though we had that much mud and that and much annoying uh situations, like we persist and we enjoy We're ourselves no matter people. what. So we are we, yeah. we can do that. And then like there's you know, there's things that we are annoyed about, but you know, ultimately we like to knock the crack out of things and you can certainly knock the crack out of things when you're hanging around in mud all weekend and uh when the Sunday comes around and the sun starts shining, that's yeah. what you remember the most. The, yeah, the best the thing most. about festivals is becoming like a cloud expert and just spending the whole day <laughs> looking up at the sky, just going, no, that's, think, that's not a rain cloud. I'm telling you now, that's not a yeah. rain cloud. We'll be fine. We'll be I think fine. this summer was the year I became an expert at uh, rain millimeter. Uh, uh, Estimation. Uh, the amount of rain. Yeah. Yeah. With, <laughs> like when you look at... You're like, no, that's not as much rain as you think now. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't worry about that no, too much no, now. don't worry about that cloud. That'll be gone by two o'clock. Could, don't you worry. <laughs> you, you could be wrong, but sure, look, it's the fun of it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, we all yeah. we all become like professional shepherds um, at, at uh, at festivals. I'm just like, no, I can smell it in the air. Rain is coming. Yeah. Um, will we talk about... It did about rain our... again on Sunday a tiny bit, but yeah. Will we talk about our Yeah, you our have revolution? something you wanted to... Yeah, yeah. So, um, so something that was brought up in the Discord, something that you've mentioned before. Yeah, something, something that, like that... See, which I don't think was was uh, available at this um, um, festival. No, so so I, something Andrea would like to see more at festivals. Yeah, and now I'm really happy because in the Discord we were talking about it, and it seems like other people want it as well. And if you have two or more people who want something, you have a revolution. <laughs> okay. Um, I fe- okay, so the reason why I don't go to festivals very often um and if i do i go to quite like geared towards older crowds and quite small is not because of necessarily crowds at like the main stages or anything or in the tents it's that when i can't sleep or go to sleep i just become extremely anxious and i think like festivals are already a situation in which like most people feel like a little bit anxious at one stage or another during a festival but what i would love to see like the family camping is a quiet camping section and it can be beside the family camping section you can lump us all into kind of relatively into one or beside one another and i think it would mean that it it it's better accessibility for people who like you know like for even even like medical reasons just need to be away from noise at night time need their sleep whatever it might be but also for neurodivergent people who get a bit overwhelmed with noise um and who might become anxious or overwhelmed if they don't have a space to go to that is quiet um it doesn't have to be silent you know but just not just some rules around like maybe shut shut off the music at like midnight you know that sort of thing and yeah talking to a couple of people in the in the discord about it and we all seem to share a similar kind of um feeling of i will fight for your right to play horrendous techno music until nine in the morning i just don't want to be beside you while you're doing it i just can't do it um and i think that it would make festivals a lot more open to a lot more people because there isn't just one festival experience and i think what's so great in particular about irish festivals is that 
if you're someone who doesn't drink or doesn't, you know, party all night or anything, there is loads of stuff to do during the day and there's loads of stuff to do in the morning. Um, and they try to have it as kind of a holistic experience where, where if you don't drink or whatever, you can still go and have a great time. And I think that having a quiet campsite where people can get a good night's sleep and get up early and enjoy all the great stuff that they're putting on, like yoga or talks that are going on early in the morning or coffee or whatever it might be, um, would really open up the festival experience to people who might be anxious to go because they don't feel like it's for them anymore. You know, so that's my yeah, little piece. Yeah, yeah. If anyone feels the same way, tell me and, you know, we can we can talk to some festivals. We can try and see what we can do. We can try and see if we can make something happen. Um, and if you're from a festival, if you work at a festival, get in touch with me. I'd love to talk to you about it, um, about making things a bit more accessible for people who yeah. get a bit scared. <laughs> so, Well, in fairness, um, I think a lot of. Uh, UK festivals it, on a cursory uh, Google search there with quiet camping uh, have shown themselves to have a quiet camping area. Yeah. Uh, Wilderness Festival, um, End of the Road has one as well as Family uh, Download Festival has one as well. Mm. Um, so there's quite a lot of festivals um, that have it already. So yeah, uh, I, don't I don't see, see any why reason why, why it can't have here. more of it. Yeah, yeah, and I'd I'd lo- yeah. I'd love to if if anyone's been to a quiet camping. Um, uh, section in the festival uh let us know um and yeah i'd love to hear about it because it's something that i like i do i do love festivals i do but the reason i don't go is because i find the camping very overwhelming um and if i can't sleep then i'm just worried all night and then i'll just end up getting a bus home at nine o'clock on yeah. saturday morning which is what happened last year so yeah 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 i think it's a it's it's not that hard to do i think um some festivals offer limited amount of tickets for a quiet camping area, which are probably beside the camping area, uh, usually. So, yeah, it is something that is very obvious. And you know, I mean, I think we've seen that a lot more in uh, uh, at gigs, really. Uh, but it's yet to translate here, and uh, mm. as well as like it should just be a part of all of the offerings in terms of yeah, and it doesn't um, have to be boutique camping. Like we don't want to have to take away you know the opportunity to party for from the boutique people. They've paid a lot of money, um, yeah. but just just a, an area where there's not. I I know that there was somebody I can't remember who it was in the Discord talking about how all the like the food vans and the burger vans are constantly playing like really really loud like high BPM music at all times and often that goes on quite late in the campsite and starts really early in campsites as well which I think is just so counterintuitive um yeah and so even just stuff like that an area where that kind of stuff isn't going on an area where if you need to just go and like decompress and talk yourself down from an anxiety attack or whatever it might be just go and chill for an hour before you head back into the main arena i think it would be really nice to have um a small area where that's the case and the tickets should be the same price i'm going to say that as well (laughs) absolutely okay great um yeah well that's uh, that's our all together now uh, festival check-in thanks to everybody who sent us emails uh, responses replies whatever it is appreciate it um i think it shows that people really care about that festival as well yeah um and it's always it's it's it is a big one now after four years in it certainly is so i think that's why people care about these things so i know that the organizers have already asked for feedback uh as well so 
uh, good to see that yeah. as well. So and is it just electric um, picnic left now? Uh, no, all no. Uh, well, big one, yeah. I mean, th- w- one of my favorites of the summer is coming up next weekend, another which love is uh, another love story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is probably for people who like yourself i mean you've been last year yeah I um, loved it. you can definitely find quiet areas there and i think generally it's it's a quieter vibe you don't get a lot of music uh, in the campsites um yeah it's a lovely but yeah it is so a smaller small. smaller place yeah you'll yeah, be walking so. around and you'll be like i've passed that man six times today <laughs> like it's just it's a community kind of festival it's gorgeous yeah i really yeah, really i love think that's a fair story yeah i'm looking forward to going back there that'll be that and then for me, um, Electric Picnic, possibly, the well, that's the last field one. Uh, I'm doing the Bacardi um, DJ set at Bacardi on the Friday night. So that'll be that'll be fun. Um, but I, must, I don't think I'm staying there the entire weekend. Uh, anyway, I'm at the age now where no, none of my friends want to go to festivals anymore. So Fair. that's that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Um, but yeah, so look, that was all together now. Um, I still feel like we're in... We're in uh, summer mode myself a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I saw a leaf fairly the other day, Nile, and it was crunchy. <laughs> what? I saw a leaf the other day and it was crunchy. I was like, oh, here we go, lads. It's coming. Okay. All right. Well, it's 24 degrees today. Yeah, it's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. I need, I need to be in other sunshine. voices mode. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. That's my festival. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Okay, thanks for listening to the 909 Podcast. If you want to um, join us and uh, in the conversations on Discord about festivals and whatnot, um, the way to do that is to sign up from a fiver a month from patreon.com forward slash 909. That helps support the running costs of 909 and uh, all of the associated um, various uh, expenditure that we have to do to keep this thing running as a viable website and everything else uh, and podcast. So, would appreciate that if you have a fiver spare and you appreciate what we do. I actually saw met loads of people over the weekend uh, all together now personally who were saying nice things to me. Aww. And uh, so I appreciate that people who supported the Patreon. And uh, uh, yeah, it was nice. We actually had a Discord meetup as well, which is lovely. I'm never, that was I'm one never of the best there things about for the festival. Buddy meetups. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the third one we've done. I now, know. I think. Yeah. Meet me in the third. bathroom, this. And then I think there was a kind of an ad hoc one in a bar. Uh, or no, Lumo. It, w- it would have been Lumo. It was, uh, well, we had, oh, that was four then. That's, uh, well, the, the Merchy Christmas as well was the other one. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. So that was nice. So lovely to do that actually would give you a, you know, if you're if you're the kind of person that ends up being on Twitter all the time or hearing about Twitter all the time mm. or X as it's called, um, and you're like, why do people do this to themselves? Come enjoy the Discord yeah. and just have a nice chat with people. It's great. People can be nice, guys. I'm on the gonna internet. do a it's fantasy possible. football this year because of the Discord. Oh, are you gonna do yeah, it? I yeah. Think so. Oh, so am I. Yeah. I'm actually I'm scared. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing a we're doing a Discord uh, fantasy football league um, kicking off Friday. I think I'm so. Furious yeah. that I'm not allowed to pick. Ooh. Like, what did I want? Nine center forwards and two goalies. <laughs> can't, can't believe I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah, to do it kind that. defeats the purpose. <sighs> kind of defeats the purpose of it. Stupid. <laughs> that well, see, if I was a real manager, that's what I'd do. So. Um, you know, I'll I'll, I'll make my I'd own. Love to see how that goes. Yeah, but yeah, are you watching any the women's World Cup at the moment? Oh yeah, yeah, bet in. Um, yeah, I still have my girlies. I'm in a, a sweepstakes. Uh, I had Ireland, um, so obviously kind of double heartbreak for me when they went out. But I also have the Netherlands, who are still 
fighting strong. So um, I think, I believe, yeah. are they playing today? Um, I don't think anything's on today. I think it's uh, Friday before there's another match on, I think. Oh, fr- I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, Friday. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm loving the Women's World Cup. Absolutely loving it. It's great. Um, uh, and there's, I, I followed these girls on TikTok who are going through all the like behind the scenes drama because it's women's football. There are tons and tons of gay women involved in the World Cup and they're all dating each other and they're all breaking up with each other and there's loads of drama. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's got this whole other dimension as well, which is a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Sweet, sweet. All right. That's it from the Nine Nine podcast. Uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks, Niall. Bye. Thanks, Bua. Bye. Thanks, Bua. <laughs> oh. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.